What do the Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs, Pirates, and Reds have that the Mariners should want this winter? We take a look at the NL Central and our divisional trade preview coming up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Thursday, November 9th, 2023. This is Tony Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, subscribe, like, and turn alerts. If you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. And you want to get on that for sure right now because we just posted our off-season plan the Mariners over there on the Patreon. So check it out. All right. So today we're going to look at the NL Central for potential trade targets for the Mariners. And we're going to start with the Brewers because the Athletic is reporting today that the general indication coming out of the GM meetings is Milwaukee is open to trading virtually anyone on their roster. So Colby, uh, what do the Brewers have that the Mariners should want? Um. Not a ton, you know, some, uh, just a couple all-stars, a Cy Young, like finalist and, you know, everyday middle infielder who can hit 30 home runs, just some stuff. Uh, but, uh, wee bit of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are obviously some big names here. Uh, Christian Yelich, uh, is the guy, uh, that's coming off a great year, but there are some legitimate questions and he has a hefty contract attached to him. Uh, Devin Williams, you get a relief ace, uh, you know, to put with Brash and, and Munoz. That could be really interesting. Uh, Corbin Burns, you know, didn't have a great year last year, but still pretty good. You only get him for a year or so. Doesn't seem like a, a route the Mariners would likely go, but maybe Willie Adamas is a guy um, who could make some sense. Uh, Tyrone Taylor, if you're looking for kind of a fourth outfield type. Uh, yeah, there, there are some guys, Rowdy Telez, who they're probably going to non-tender anyways. Um, so, uh, there are, there are some guys here on this team and there are, so, you know, uh, there are starters, there are impact players, there are bench guys, there are role players, there are bullpen arms, there are starters. Like it does 92 win roster last year. I think it was 92. Yeah. Like there are some legitimate guys. Uh, none of them are perfect fits. None of them solve all your problems. And honestly, none of them are probably the best player you should bring in uh this winter but there's a lot of uh interesting uh players uh on the brewers and if they are kind of doing a fire sale rebuild which you know ty and i kind of stumbled upon that they probably should a couple weeks ago on the patreon show uh then yeah there are definitely some guys here who are going to make a lot of sense for the uh for the mariners and a lot of teams in baseball so today I, I talked a little bit about the Brewers on Twitter and the one guy that I keep getting asked about is Christian Yelich. So you mentioned him. What do you think about the Yelich situation? It's not an immediate no, but it's probably an immediate no on that contract. Uh, right. If you have to take the whole thing. Um, 
So he has pull this up real fast. Uh, he has five guaranteed years left. He's going to make $26 million a year, each of those mm-hmm. years. Uh, and there is a mutual option uh, there that includes a six and a half million dollar buyout. So do the math there, 136 million. And then there's deferred money that I don't sure yep. how you handle that. So it's a very complicated contract. Yep. Uh, it's going to, he does also have a full no trade. So he's probably going to want that mutual option assured, which eh, you, you really don't want to do. So uh, right. if the brewers are willing to eat a lot of that contract and nothing really indicates that they are, the brewers are one of those cheap teams. Um, but yeah, Yelich is coming off of a great year. He's actually a really good fit uh, for Seattle in terms of the bat. A lot of line drives, gap to gap, uses the whole field. Uh, actually has a ton of home runs this year, hit to left field as a left-handed hitter. So he does have opposite field power. Uh, you know, he's a really good fit. High average, high on base, draws lots of walks. And this year, the slugging return uh, after back-to-back sub-400 slugs. This year, he he uh, slugged 447. So uh, still a pretty good base runner. Uh, stole 28 bags, only caught three times. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Is he worth $165 million at 34 years old after two subpar years and one good year? No. Yeah. Uh, so if Milwaukee's willing to eat some money, I'm interested. Uh, but it's going to have to be a pretty significant sum, I would say. And then obviously the more they eat, the higher the return uh, would be back to Milwaukee. So. Yeah, uh, a lot of pieces there, the no trade clause, the deferred money, the the large contract, the mutual option, the buyout, and then just, you know, what the Brewers actually want for Christian Yelich. So, yeah, a lot of things to work through there. But uh, yeah, in a vacuum, I, I'm, I'm interested. I just don't really see much of a path. Right. Yeah, I'm going to need them to eat a very significant chunk of that money. I need to turn Christian Yelich into basically a 11 to 15 ish million dollar a year player. Um, yeah. So that's that's pretty substantial there. Or I need a good amount of money of that contract eaten and a significant discount on someone like Devin Williams, Willie Adamas, et cetera, uh, for me to to consider it. So speaking of Williams, that's the guy for me here. Uh, 29 years old. I believe he has two years left of club, uh, club control. Yeah, two years left of club control. Uh, one of the best relievers in the game has some walk issues, but also has one of the nastiest pitches in baseball in that changeup. And the Mariners need another high leverage dude. And if you want to build out one of the best bullpens in baseball, if not the best bullpen in baseball, Devin Williams is your guy. Like you get to the seventh inning and you got like a you know five three lead or something like that, and you're gonna throw Matt Brash, Devin Williams, and Andres Munoz in some order. Game over. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Deep, pretty good. So, so Big on the Devin Williams idea. Also really like the Willie, uh, Willie Adamas idea, which we talked about on Mailbag Monday. Uh, the thing with that is, like, does he want to play second base? Would JP be open to play in second base for the year while you have Adamas? Because that's optimally the best route, you know, for uh, for your roster, for your lineup, is JP playing second, Adamas playing short, because Adamas is just a better shortstop than JP is. But, uh, yeah, very interested in that, because, like, you potential there to hit, like, 30 home runs. Uh, from Adamas. Um, and that's, again, if we're talking about adding power, you know, making up for a lack of power at like third or first in a place that you don't typically get power out of, that's one of them right there. So if you could get like yeah. 25 to 30 home runs out of out of Adamas, maybe you only need like 
10 to 15 home runs out of a corner outfielder or, or you can age. live or you can live with Ty France, you know, doing what Ty France does. Right. Um, yeah. And also, you know, Adamas plus defensive sh- uh, shortstop. So, uh, you know, if you have to move him to second, he'll probably be fine there. Uh, it's just, you know, you just don't pick that up right away. It, it takes some time. Yeah. Uh, and also he could play third. He definitely has the arm for third. He definitely has the athleticism for third. Uh, so, yeah, there are a lot of fun things you could do with Willie Adamas. Not not the most CTZ player, but again, 25 home runs and plus up the middle defense. That That's an interesting player. And he's only got a year left on his deal. So probably not ridiculous ask, uh, but it's, it's going to cost you a little something, but it won't cost you anybody in your top, you know, five, six prospects or anything like that. So we're going to look at the rest of the central uh, Brewers, obviously a great trade fit though, for the Mariners. Uh, we're going to look at the rest of the central. There's some other uh, pretty decent uh, fits for the Mariners coming up here in just a moment. But first a reminder, this episode of the lockdown Mariners podcast is brought to you by Jace medical. You know, we spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. And I'm thankful for that connection we have. But today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster supply chain issue because you are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry anymore about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revatio prescription. This is possible because of our friends over at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. Quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills and have to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply, and I also ordered an antibiotic kit. Now, I feel secure. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. So, if you or someone you love will get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, $20 off your purchase. And you are listening to the Locked On Marriage Podcast. Thank you again for making us your first. Listen, as we preview uh, potential trade targets from the uh, NL Central for the Seattle Mariners, we just talked about the Milwaukee Brewers. Now we're going to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals, who we've talked about a lot over the last few months as they've been uh, heavily linked to the Mariners because they uh, they want young starting pitching. And the Mariners obviously have that, Bryce Miller and Brian Wu. And they have some position player depth to potentially trade from with guys like Nolan Gorman. And Lars Newtbar, we talked about those guys ad nauseum. So we're not going to spend too much time on this team because, again, we've talked about them a lot. So I think you guys, if you've been watching the show, you you get the deal. You know where our head's at pretty much with, uh, with the Cardinals. But, uh, yeah, just to generally check in, Colby, what do you think about the Cardinals as a fit for the Mariners? Yeah, uh, it's pretty interesting. Apparently, uh, the, the report or the rumor is that the... Uh, Cardinals are willing to talk about any of their young young bats except for two. One is Jordan Walker, which okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is Lars Newbar. Wow. So, yeah. Um, well, clearly they're going to get Otani because Lars Newbar yeah. is there. Good player should never be in the realm of untouchable. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so obviously you know there's uh, some of the bigger names: uh, Tommy Edmond, uh, Brennan Donovan. Uh, or a couple yep. guys that always get brought up, uh, Nolan Gorman. 
as kind of a, a favorite uh, on Mariners Twitter right now. But there are some other names. Uh, I don't know if it makes sense for their young pitching, but there are some other names that could be available. Dylan Carlson is an interesting fit in Seattle. Uh, yeah. Tyler O'Neill as a fourth outfielder, uh, you know, definitely improves the athleticism defense and, uh, you know, base running uh, of your ball club there with tremendous power. Uh, he's uh, might be non-tendered. I think they'll probably tender him a contract, but he's not a guarantee. Uh, so that's a guy. Uh, there's also some dudes in the bullpen. Giovanni Gallegos uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Ryan Helsley, if you want to go like super expensive with it. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't see uh, Goldschmidt and, and Arenado as legitimate, uh, you know, trade uh, targets or even I don't think they're going to be available. So I, I wouldn't uh, count them in this conversation. But yeah, it's it's Gorman. It's uh, Donovan. It's Edmund to a lesser extent. Uh, Carlson O'Neill to a lesser extent. Then there's a couple guys in the bullpen that are pretty interesting. Um, I'm not interested in, in Wilson Contreras. He doesn't fit this ball club. Uh, you know, I I don't really like the bat in Seattle and $80 million for a full-time DH. No, thanks. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's pretty much all the guys we've talked about. There's really nobody who's, who's, you know, sprung up lately. I, I don't think that like, Alec Burleson is going to have a lot of, uh, you know, going to have the Mariners uh, interest. Uh, he's just kind of a first base DH only bat who hasn't yeah. really hit at the big league level. So, yeah, yeah, just pretty much the same guys we talked about it over the summer. Not a lot has changed there. Yeah. So you guys know how we feel about Gorman and Edmund and Donovan, et cetera. Um, I'd be willing to trade Miller for two of those guys, but not one of them. And one of them has to be uh corman yeah yeah so yeah you know but uh yeah i mean if 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 they traded you know miller or woo for gorman straight up wouldn't be the worst thing in the world i would just be yeah kind of whelmed like that that's not when i think about the ideal return for bryce miller that's not who i think of that's not who first comes to mind if it's gorman and carlson maybe all right so the uh the cubs cubbies they have a new manager um poor david ross <laughs> um talk about yeah. getting done dirty yeah man uh that's that's brutal uh is there anything here in chicago um i i feel like to me on, on paper this is the worst fit of the five teams we're going to talk about today but um uh, maybe the, i would say maybe probably the, pittsburgh maybe the pirates yeah um yeah what what's here in chicago that you uh you like for the for the M's? Well, we talked about him a lot last winter, and then we kind of assumed because he signed an extension, it wasn't available. But Ian Happ uh, makes sense, particularly if the Cubs are really going to be very aggressive in bringing back Cody Bellinger. Um, I, I think yeah. that might, you know, leave open the possibility that Happ uh, becomes available, and he he's a nice fit. Um, Seiya Suzuki is, is kind of a, a fun one to think about. He had a really nice year uh, this year, and and uh, you know. Mariner fans have been interested in the past. I don't know if the Mariners were ever really that interested, uh, but he's an interesting one. But we're kind of unsure which direction the Cubs are going to go uh, because they lost Stroman, they lost Bellinger. Uh, in theory, maybe they they resign those guys, but they're now free agents. Uh, they don't really have a third baseman, um, so I don't know. Are, are they uh, Gino Suarez free and half? Like, is that something that could happen? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, but yeah, you know, they're, they're not going to trade Justin Steele, but maybe Jamison Tyone is, is kind of an interesting guy. Uh, you know, Kyle Hendricks on a one-year deal, probably making a little too much money, but 
interesting. Uh, Christopher Morrell uh, is kind of a fun player. If you're going to trade one of those young pitchers yeah. uh, to look at. And then there's some, some guys, Patrick wisdom, kind of interesting. Um, if they're trying to know, cut down on strikeouts, though, Patrick wisdom is not their no, guy. No, no, yeah. no, no. Uh, you know, your, your favorite guy to bring up at the trade deadline, Mike Talkman. Uh, oh yeah. I don't know if you're looking for like, you want to take a shot on a guy like Nick Madrigal. He's pretty much run out of time there in Chicago and he, you know, he's, triple a depth at this point but a lot of contact a lot of speed yep. pretty good defender but that's about it um you yeah. know some some bullpen guys uh Albert alzole alzole i think is how you pronounce yeah. it alzole uh it's pretty interesting uh but yeah there's there's not a ton in the bullpen here that makes a lot of sense not a ton in the rotation um but yeah ian hap could be a guy uh particularly if they bring uh bellinger back and then suzuki yeah. maybe chris morrell uh is those are kind of the three i'm looking at yeah i'm really i'm really intrigued by the cubs offseason because like the indication right now is that they're going to go pretty heavy after otani i don't think they're going to get otani but they're, they seem to be pretty interested on that front and uh their roster build over the last couple of years and their approach to to free agency in the off seasons the last couple of off seasons has been weird uh they haven't had like a a natural transition from the Bryant Rizzo, et cetera, era. They've kind of just had, they've kind of tried to like jumpstart another era of Cubs baseball right from the get go rather than just outright rebuild. So I don't know. Yeah. Really intrigued by their offseason, uh, especially now that they have Craig Council. All right. So uh, the Pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, you think this is the uh, worst fit of the five teams that we're talking about today? Um, why is that? Well, O'Neill Cruz sucks. We can start right there. Um, You hate O'Neill Cruz. I just, I wonder, can the dude play baseball? Like, yeah, he could hit the ball hard and far, and he could throw the ball really hard. But can he play baseball? Like, I I don't know. Playing baseball. I don't. I don't know. Like, they're certainly going to try and make him, but like, I don't know if he can or can't. The things that you described are baseball actions. Yeah, hitting a batting practice fastball 450 feet is an accolade. But when you're throwing curveballs and sliders, can you not strike out 45% of the time? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Uh, but yeah, there's just not a ton here. Uh, the Pirates are also one of those weird teams that's like, what are they doing? Obviously, we know they're not going to spend a ton of money, but like, you know, they were they were okay last year. You know, 76 and 86, certainly better than uh, a lot of us thought they would be. Um, but yeah, like Brian Hayes is overrated o'neill cruz is just bad like brian reynolds is you know a guy that we talked a lot about last summer and and he might be available i wouldn't say he's definitely not available just because he signed an extension it just you know not likely i guess i would say and then after that i'm looking around like they're not trading mitch keller there's really not much else in the rotation that makes a lot of sense bednar maybe but like they haven't so far, which tells me their asking price for him is is massive. Connor I also Joe, feel like this. I also feel like this is a team that's going to try and compete for the wild card, right? Without spending a ton of money, right? But like, which, what? But what that means is like, I don't think that they're going to subtract much from their major league roster. No, not unless they're like. This might be why they're willing to trade Brian Reynolds, though, because if they can get you know, Bryce Miller or Brian Wu for Brian Reynolds and save some money there. Uh, then they can go out and they can, you know, fill holes elsewhere. They definitely need pitching. 
Um, but yeah, there's just not a ton here. Connor Joe is, is a guy I know you like, and, and he's interesting yeah. as a role player. Yep. Um, but that's really it. Like Santana, yeah, if you're trying, Mepetcher, if you're trying to be, agents. yeah, if you're trying to beef up your bench, Connor Joe makes some sense. He can, he's a little bit of a hedge for, for Ty France. He can play some corner outfield. Yeah. Uh, DH. So, yeah. Um, and no, by the way, I, I think somebody asked us this on, uh, Twitter the other day. Jack Sawinski, not really a fit. Strikes also, out a ton. I also don't think he's getting traded. No. I mean, he strikes out a ton. Uh, does walk a ton, though. Uh, not a great defender in center field. Does have some pop, but like, I just I don't see it. So, yeah, the Pirates are kind of this weird team where they have some stuff, but we don't know what direction they're trying to head. Uh, we know that they are financially limited. Well, their owner makes them financially limited. Um, And they just don't have a ton of like major league pieces that are going to interest Seattle, except for, again, Brian Reynolds. So if there's an opportunity and we know Seattle, we know Seattle likes Brian Reynolds, but they also weren't willing to trade Bryce Miller for him last year. So why would that change when Miller, when uh, Reynolds had kind of a eh, year? Probably doesn't. So I just don't see a lot here. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen as we dive through the NL Central for potential trade targets for the uh, Seattle Mariners. And uh, lastly on our list today, the Cincinnati Reds, who the Mariners have made a billion trades with uh, for the last couple of years. Uh, Some very, very big trades uh, for both of these teams. And Mm -hmm. uh, both of these teams are in a much better spot because of them, I I believe. I I think both of these teams have really benefited uh, from those trades. Uh, so is there another one that could potentially be in the work here, Colby? What What do you think about the Reds as a fit? Sure, but it's not for Ellie De La Cruz. He kind of sucks. Uh, very O'Neill Cruz. <laughs> Throw the ball a mile, hit the ball a mile. Can he actually hit though? You but, hate the uh, athletes. You hate the just the amazing. I athletes. like athletes who are good at baseball more so than De, just De La Cruz was actually like pretty bad this year. Like overall, yeah, when you he, look back on his numbers, like 84, 80, 84 yeah. WRC plus. Like he got off to a great start, but eighty four WRC plus to finish the, the year pretty quickly. Fin- figured him out. So yeah, yeah. He's just again, I like players who are you know athletes who are good at baseball. Sure, not just athletes who play baseball. Uh. But not Elie de la Cruz is fun to watch. I mean, there's no denying that. Yeah. Uh, when he's, he's playing, he's cool. He's cool. Yeah. He's a fun player. Yeah. Uh, but he's obviously not going to get traded. Uh, yeah. Aside from him, though, I mean, you could pretty much pick a guy in, in the red who played a lot for the Reds uh, lineup this year, and he makes some form of sense for yeah. the Mariners. You look at Spencer Steer, he makes some sense. You look at Jonathan India. We know the Mariners have inter or they've liked him in the past. Uh, probably not as much as a lot of people want or believe that they do, but there is some interest there. Uh, Noel V. Marte is an interesting guy. If you're, if you're trying to trade some pitching, um, Jake Fraley is an interesting role player, particularly as a part of a platoon. Uh, TJ Friedel is, is an interesting guy. He could be your leadoff hitter, play center field. Well, you play left for you, but, um yeah there there are some you know and then you know Encarnacion Strand and like there are some legitimate guys uh on this on this team that yeah. make a lot of sense and they desperately need starting pitching young yeah. starting pitching because we know Cincinnati's a little bit on the cheap side so mm-hmm. yeah there is definitely a natural fit here and there are several avenues that Seattle could take uh to get one of these bats that could make a lot of sense for their lineup mm-hmm. um 
are any of them like the ideal fit for specifically Miller? I mean, like if you could get Matt McLean, but I don't think you can. So yeah, you, you kind of have to, you know, work around some things. There's not like a super plain, obvious fit, but I look at Encarnacion Strand. I look at Steer. I look at Noelvi. I look at Fraley. I look at Friedel. I look at Will Benson a little bit. Like yep. there's some legitimate guys uh, who I think can hit a little bit here. Uh, and I think they make some sense uh, for Seattle. Uh, and, you know, what if it's, what if you give up Bryce Miller and you get Spencer Steer and Diaz out of that bullpen or something like that? Like, yeah. maybe. So, yeah, the Reds are actually, I think, a pretty good fit. I didn't know that was actually Edwin Diaz's brother until yep. last year. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy. That's really, yep. dude, that family produces some some really good relievers. They throw yeah. the ball hard. That is for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I look the the Reds have a logjam there in the uh, in their infield. Um, they they got to figure that out a little bit. They've already made some progress on on that with uh, what are they? Uh, they didn't pick up the option on Joey Votto. So you know they have Noelvi there. Noelvi had a pretty good year overall, so he's probably someone that they want getting uh, quite a bit of playing time. I feel like the odd man out here is Jonathan India and. India is now only has three years left of club control. He's arb eligible now. Uh, he's not a particularly good defender, uh, at least by outs above average standards. I know we had some Reds fans that came into our comments uh, during the summer that said, no, he's a bit better than that. I don't know. I haven't watched him play, but outs above average say that he's terrible. Um, so, but again, talking about adding power at a position that you don't typically get power at, he does have some power he does have some over the wall power so that would be nice to add uh on top of that he doesn't really strike out that much he has pretty good feel for the strike zone um there's definitely a fit there it's just i'm not trading bryce miller for him i'm not even trading brian Wu for him like for me that's probably uh prospects or like prospects plus a reliever or something like that that's kind of the type of type of uh return that i'm thinking of for for india um if they're asking for Brian Wu or Bryce Miller, I'm probably laughing at them. Yeah. So laugh them off the phone. Yeah. Now, if they want to talk, continue laughing. Yeah. Now, if they want to talk India and Spencer steer. Yep. Like, all right, Mm -hmm. we can talk. Right. I mean, India or India and I mean, Encarnacion strand, even like, okay. Like I prefer somebody, you know, like, Again, there are some, uh, but I think Friedel is a guy that you might trade Miller for straight up, like yeah. if necessary. Uh, but you know, Friedel has some some splits issues, and um, you know, it is interesting when I at the very beginning of uh, the off season, the Mariners off season. I don't even remember this tie. I sent out a poll that was Bryce Miller for Spencer Steer. Yeah. And a bunch of people said they didn't want Cincinnati hitters because you know, great American ballpark is a band box. Yeah. And like these guys always fail when they come to Seattle, ignoring of course the great year that Gino had just last year, but whatever. Um, And by the way, it's not like Jesse Winker went back to a a really good hitters park and he still sucked. So, but keep in mind, Spencer steer had better numbers on the road than he did at the great American ballpark. So try again. Uh, But there are some legitimate things with steer. Like, where the heck does he play? Cause he's really not good at any of them. So, uh, but yeah, steer is kind of the guy, uh, Benson is really interesting. He's 25, 26, had a great year. Uh, there's some upside there, but, uh, yeah, like I, I do wonder, like, could you like, would you trade 
Miller for like Noel V. Marte and Jonathan India? Maybe you consider it because, you know, you do have a third base uh, spot that you're trying to fill uh, pretty soon. Um, yeah, Cincinnati makes a lot of sense. There are a lot of uh, really interesting players in Cincinnati. And I like, honestly, like not hyperbole, you might be able to get like India for like Emerson Hancock and Jonathan Klasse or, or Tyler Lockley or something like that. Like it, it's yeah. not going to cost a ton. And if it does, yeah. again, if, if a team wants to outbid you, okay, goodbye. Josh Rojas is better than Jonathan India. That's not even really like an argument. He is. India maybe has more upside, but Rojas is better right now. So I don't need Jonathan India. I'd like Jonathan India, but I don't need him. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So I think of all the divisions uh, that we've talked about during this series and, you know, including the NLEs who we're going to look at tomorrow. Um, this is probably the best fit. Yep. For the Mariners. I mean, Brewers have a lot of Plus guys. Teams. Cardinals have yeah. a lot of guys. Reds have a, uh, quite a few guys. Cubs and Pirates, there's some pieces there that uh, could be of interest. So, uh, yeah, a lot of possibilities here in the NL Central. Would be pretty surprised if Mariners didn't make a trade uh, with this division in some capacity this winter. Sure. So, all right. That's, uh, that's going to do it for us. Question of the day for you guys. Which of these players that we talked about or didn't talk about today uh, would you like the most on the Mariners in 2024? Let us know in the comments below. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tyne Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dean Gonzalez, S-T-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.